I'm Luka Doncic and this is Lockdown Mavericks Podcast. And welcome. You are locked on at the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, and joining me, as always, my co-host, contributor at Mavs.com. The Wessie West, the one more thinking. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? Legacy is everything. What is a legacy? The new Mavs city jerseys are officially here. Now we can actually talk about them. The blue and black jerseys are here. It's I mean, I am so hyped for these jerseys. How many pods in a row? How many pods can you make that joke? That's the third time. I will never. It's not a joke. It's what my eyes see. You see white and gold? Honestly, though, they're my favorite city jerseys that the Mavericks have ever put out. Now, whether however you want to put the bar that, on that. Yeah, that was not a high bar to cross. <laughs> That's like, no, anyway, I don't want to. They're great. They're great jerseys. I was going to say, where I, are you going with this? But I was going to make an analogy, uh, but I, I can't. Y'all know I hated last year's. Okay, so that's just. <laughs> I mean, y'all knew that. I, I did not like last year's at all. I'm so proud of you for being so brave to share that opinion <laughs> that literally everyone shared with you. Uh, don't you like these new ones? <laughs> yeah, I think they're good. They're. They're. I mean, they're good. Yeah. I don't love. I don't love them as much as you know some of the other ones across the league, but like they're not. They're not, you know, Miami Vice or, you know, the sunset like jazz ones. But, yeah, they're, I think they're good. So, like Isaac alluded to, the Mavericks City Edition jerseys released. Um, according to Christoph Porzingis, he, he tweeted out maybe a little bit, maybe a little too early, but they decided to release it with him first with a video. So, go check out KP's um, Twitter and Instagram to see the new jerseys. They're, you know, white with gold lettering and some gray, like, wings on the back. Yeah, kind of. They look like Real Madrid a little bit. So, shout out uh, to the Mavs like media department for. I got this. Uh, I got this email today with like this hype video uh, with the jerseys and shorts. I mean, I've never got like hyped up to run through a brick wall for a jersey, but uh, <laughs> I was getting hyped watching this. I just want to go lift some weights and work out. <laughs> Hopefully, KP does too. <laughs> not too much though. So. Yeah, not too much. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Mav City Edition jerseys come out. That's been that's been pretty interesting. So uh, today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Go to builtbar.com, use the promo code Locked On, and you'll save twenty percent off your next order. Today on the show, we are going to we talked about the City Edition jerseys already, so we won't get into that too much more. How much more can you talk about fabric and you know design? I, but I will say, of the jerseys that's released so far this year for the Mavericks, there's five of them. Yeah. I like all five. There's not a jersey that they're going to trot out so far. That of those five, that I'm like, dang it, they're wearing those jerseys tonight. All five, the which we did, ones, which we did last year for sure. <laughs> yes, the city ones are, are are great this year. I think uh, the statement ones they've grown on me over time. I like the kind of deep navy blue uh, statement ones, and yeah, I mean we y'all all know the classics are back. Classic greens. I showed my wife yeah, the graphic classic of, green of all five jerseys, and she looked at it and she goes, "I like all of them except the green." 
I'm like, whoa, <laughs> whoa, that's a shot fire right there. And well, the thing is, it's nostalgia, right? Like, if you yes, took somebody yes. that didn't know what it was to, to Disney World's Magic Kingdom, they'd be like, what is this place? You know, like, yes. What is this she fake no castle and like these a, dumb rides? You know, you'd have no nostalgia attached to it. Fake castle. So anyway, I like all the jerseys that's been released so far. Yeah, so we are going to get into Bogdan Bogdanovich signing with the Hawks. The Kings did not match. We'll talk about that. We'll also explain why Bam Adebayo's extension does not necessarily take them out of the running for Giannis. A couple of people reached out to me about that. And then the we heat. want to talk about how the West, uh, how the yeah, doesn't take the heat out of the running for Giannis. And then we'll talk about the Western Conference and how it stacks up and how where the Mavericks stack up now. We uh, we heard a lot from the Suns fans about what we think Ooh, about the Suns. And so we're going to talk about them and we'll talk about the rest of the West. So Bogdan Bogdanovich, the Kings did not sign the offer sheet that the Hawks signed him to. So now he is an Atlanta Hawk. What do we think about that? I think it's the dumbest thing possible for Sacramento. <laughs> I don't understand it. I mean, are we just going to ignore the fact that Buddy didn't did not want to like play there moving forward like he's just done and he's not returning phone calls and texts and we're just going to ignore that fact not only you're going to ignore that fact and apparently build around him which i don't know if buddy is 45 or 25 but we're just they're gonna he's 28 actually (laughs) okay he's 28 but now he he's part of their young core quote woge and whatever you're he's older than bradley beal (laughs) your young core you're building around is buddy fox and bagley have fun but it's just match the contract and then try to trade it. Like that's I, that's the part I just don't understand at, at all. Like why you let somebody like Bogdan just walk for nothing? I mean, I'm happy because it's just another team that we can say, "See, you, you're going to be in the cellar for a while." But just from their fan standpoint, I would be pissed if I was a fan of the Kings. Oh, if absolutely, they, if they and exist. I, absolutely, and I think it's totally this whole concept of. They think they're in a different place than they really are, you know, right? Like they saw that team that went that won 39 games out of 82 a couple years ago. It was like, oh, that's the team that we should be, right? That's yeah. we should be that team that's knocking on the eighth seed's door. When they're not, like they're they're not anywhere close to that because all these teams in the West have gotten so much better. The Suns, we just we crapped on the Suns yesterday, but they're so much better than the Kings right now. They've yeah. taken even without Chris Paul, I think they took a, a bigger step forward, you know, th- than them. The, the Grizzlies have taken a bigger step forward than them. The Pelicans have now taken a step forward. The Spurs are still better than them. The Timberwolves have now, you know, taken this step forward with these two guys that they got and D'Angelo Russell and uh, whatever Anthony Edwards brings them. Uh, like so, it's like Sacramento and the Thunder are the only ones down there at the bottom, and yeah, I think that they. So if if you think of your team like that, like oh, we should be knocking on the eight seeds door, then you're like, okay, well, we actually have to think about fit. We can't just bring in talent for talent's sake and then move on with it. If we're having these problems and these issues, especially with a guy that we think is part of our core, Buddy Heald, if he has this problem and doesn't want to start, then you know, like we have to get rid of this guy, and or we just let this guy walk, but. Man, that, that was just such a waste, and they couldn't find another yeah. deal. They couldn't find another Milwaukee deal where they could get somebody, even like a Dante DiVincenzo or somebody like that. They couldn't find that deal somewhere. That was a little surprising to me. Uh, now, I did think that I, I thought that Bogdan got a little bit more than I would want to pay him if, I was, sure. the, if yeah. I was the Mavericks or another team like that. But, you know, the Hawks maybe overpaid a little bit to get him. But some of those other guys out there got overpaid this summer. I mean, he's, is he worth the same as, like, you know, Joe Harris? <laughs> You're right. <laughs> Uh, well, I, I think it's kind of like the, and I don't want to say the Charlotte tax, but I mean, when you're in a situation like Atlanta was, you just have, you got to overpay a little bit. And true. Yeah. I, don't, I don't blame them for overpaying for Gallo or Bogdan. Like, go ahead, do it. Yeah. You, you want to try to make the playoffs and you're going to try. So 
but I just don't get it from like I would prefer him over Buddy in Sacramento if I was Sacramento. And even if you did not prefer him over Buddy, you still match it and keep the asset, and then right. try to trade him whenever you can, or you try to. Sh- I, I don't. I just don't get. Especially it, since all these teams are going to have cap space this summer. Like, what if you know a team like the Heat or the Mavs or somebody just like completely whiff on all these guys, and all of a sudden they're like, "Well, we can trade Buddy or Bogdan into our space and give you some assets, right?" Yeah. Like, even for something like that. So yeah, I don't understand it either. I, what, I think something too to look at is like. How many teams are going to be like legit bad this year? Because some of the bad teams across the league in both conferences, they all added somebody to at least like raise their floor a little bit. I mean, we can laugh about Detroit, but like if Blake Griffin's semi healthy, they yeah. I mean, Jeremy Grant is at least better than anybody on their roster last year. <laughs> and it's like if they keep maybe Eric Rose, Rose, yeah. Well, yeah, and Christian Wood, I guess, but like they at least added Jeremy Grant. Charlotte at least added Gordon Hayward, Atlanta, we know everybody that they average. I mean, they they added. So it's like, all right, the Knicks, Cleveland, and then the West, like Sacramento and, you know, OKC. And so it's like, I just, yeah. I mean, I guess if they're just shooting to set, I don't know. Maybe it's a subtle tank job they're doing. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it could be. I mean, this is everything that we hear. This is going to be a great, you know, great draft, too. And there's not many teams that are trying to, you know, not be uh-huh. as good, right? You know, like I, all those teams that I, I listed in the West are trying to be better except for OKC. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, I thought that that was, was super interesting that they didn't match that and, you know, didn't even try basically. So uh, didn't even, it seemed like they didn't even try to do a sign and trade, which maybe they did. Maybe they reached out to a ton of teams. But, yeah, that was interesting that they're just going to lose him for nothing now. Uh, Because they don't have a ton of assets that they can just do that with, right? They have this, you know, they have Fox who they re-signed, which is awesome for them. They have Buddy Heald that nobody was interested in, apparently, that there was no trade market for, according to your reports. There's Bagley that they don't know what he is. now he's part of your core. Yeah, now he's part of your core. And then there's, uh, you know, Harrison Barnes, his contract. I don't think anyone wants to trade for that. And after that, what else you got, you know? It's tough. It's tough, Monty McNair. Good luck, bud. Uh, Good luck, Luke Walton. (laughs) So, all right, coming up, let's get into the uh, Bam Adebayo extension and why it doesn't necessarily mean that the Heat are out on Giannis Antetokounmpo. So we'll talk about that coming up. But before we do, Isaac Harris, oh baby, Built Bar, Built Bar. Mm. We got free Built Bars. They sent them to us when they first agreed to to do these Built Bar ads and we like loved them. You, re- you reordered them. I reordered them. We got the different kind of you know built go products with them. We love them. So you know that we are endorsing a product that we actually like right now. Go get the all new white chocolate bar. There's a new one. There's a white chocolate. There's also white chocolate cookies and cream. White cho- chocolate salted caramel. They are new flavors. This begins Thanksgiving Day at 5 p.m. for Black Friday. So if you're dreaming of a white Christmas, go check out that new uh, built bar. You also get. Two free candy cane brownie bars with every item purchased. Ooh, I might have to take advantage of this. This is a new thing with Built Bar. Two free candy cane brownie bars with every item that you purchase from Built Bar and 25% off all products all weekend long. So this is coming up this Thanksgiving weekend. So go take advantage of it. Go to BuiltBar.com and get 25% off for Black Friday. Plus, don't forget to use the promo code to get an extra percentage off. The percentage is locked on. So go ahead and use that. And man, there's stuff for Cyber Monday coming. This is our this is the Black Friday deal. But let's do the Black Friday deal first. So go take advantage of that. BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code locked on. All right, Isaac. 
let's get into uh, the Bam Adebayo extension. So Bam Adebayo signs, you know, this full extension. It's like 160 something million can go up to 190 something million with some incentives and some other things like that. They signed with this huge deal, this huge you know extension. Some people were thinking maybe they wait to do this extension and wait to do it after this next season so that they could sign you know, some free agents and stuff, if they get one of these max guys, if they get Giannis, if they get Kawhi, Paul George, or somebody, they'd have some extra cap space to work with. But they end up doing it early. There's a couple of reasons for this. Um, but the first one is something that you pointed out on Twitter, and I think a lot of other people noticed it, that the same agent that Giannis has, Bam has as well. They share an agent. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and I, I read this story today in Miami Herald, and... Uh, they were talking, and the uh, author of it, I don't have the author's name pulled up, but I just had this <laughs> this quote, and he talked to Bam today after he signed the extension, uh, which Bam's stories is absolutely amazing. He signed this extension today after he did this big Thanksgiving meal handout in Miami, and it was, I love, big fan of Bam, love Bam. Yeah. But anyway, he said Which, he asked which we Bam, should mention, the Mavericks, a bunch of them did it as well, too, so Mavericks going out and doing good things. Yeah, for sure. Dwight Maxey and stuff was part of that. Dorian, but, yeah. Um, he says in this, he said, Adebayo and Antetokounmpo are friends. They share the same, same agent. And he said, there was no direct communication with Giannis before the extension. Quote, oh, I'm Bam's, sure. <laughs> Bam says, not between me and him, Adebayo said. I'm pretty sure he's calling Alex, the agent, and I'm talking to Alex, so it makes sense. But I don't know. I don't know his intentions. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> uh, but, but no, I mean, I think... A lot of people were looking at, you know, the three teams connected to Giannis, Miami, Dallas, Toronto. And for Miami, this BAME extension was the big, the biggie. And by him signing this, like if he didn't sign it, he was going to go into next offseason, going to be a restricted free agent. The cap hold was going to be so much lower than what it is now. It was going to be like 13, 15 million, somewhere through there. Now with his extension, it's going to be like 28. Yeah, you're, the cap hold is a placeholder that sits there, and basically, unless you rescind the cap hold, unless you denounce it, basically, like when the the Mavs had to denounce, you know, Dirk and some other people like that when they were when they were retired, they still have a cap hold that's a placeholder. So you have to renounce that in order to, uh, you know, to get to free up that cap space. But if you don't, then you get the bird rights and you can re-sign that guy. So that yeah. was, that's what a cap hold is. If you didn't know. Yeah, so now he signs the extension. So now his number for next offseason is going to be around that like 28 mark. So now you have Bam at 28, you have Jimmy at 36. Now you just start adding some things up. But almost everybody else comes off their books for the most part uh, because even guys like Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson, like those guys come off your books. Um, but then you're just going to be looking at somebody like Tyler Hero, a um, couple contracts like that. So does it... Does it take Miami out of the Giannis sweepstakes if Giannis doesn't sign? No. But does it make it a little bit harder for them? Yes. There's a really good podcast um, on Locked On. It's Locked On Heat that I know that all of you guys would love to listen to always because they've talked glowingly about Dwayne Wade and they do not like the Mavericks. Uh, so I'm sure you guys are jumping yeah, at the chance to go listen to that. But David Ramil, really good host, and he had on uh, Keith Smith from Yahoo Sports and was talking about how the, the, the cap implications of this. So if you're interested in that more, go listen to him. So I got this information from him. But uh, he just said it makes it harder for Giannis to sign in 2021. So if they or, or one of these max guys. 
basically, since they have Bam at the max, Butler at the max, and then Hero at basically four million, they have Duncan Robinson's cap hold, which is a couple million, so they wouldn't sign him until they sign one of these big guys. Kendrick Nunn's a restricted free agent. Ryan Anderson is making five million from them because they stretch and wave that. Stretch so that one sucks for them. The Mavs don't have anything like that. Basically, if they cut it all down to nothing except for Tyler Hero, which they could rescind it like they could turn it down that's four million for tyler hero i doubt they're going to do that because they think he's going to be better than devin booker which is nuts but that's what they think um so they keep duncan they keep uh tyler here at that four million duncan robinson's cap hold precious who they just drafted okpala who they drafted last year their 2021 draft pick whatever that ends up being they basically are down to 36 million but they all they have is butler bam hero duncan precious okpala and then the 2021 pick and so they don't really have anything else to work with. They'd have maybe their exceptions and then they would have, you know, some, the minimums that they could do. So it's still possible for them to do it, right? Like they can yeah. still make it happen. They just won't have extra to work with to add anybody else to the team. Yeah, and they just had to probably take anything outside of Hero and Bam and Jimmy and probably just lump it into a signing trade, trade. Yeah. you know, signing trade for Giannis or dump it off somewhere like that. But it's still possible. It doesn't take Miami out of it. I think the biggest thing to it that a lot of people are reading into it is, okay, if if the agent is saying, all right, let's in Miami is saying, you know, let's sign Bam. Reading the tea leaves, um, I think a lot of people are thinking right now that if Miami is willing to sign Bam right now. <laughs> Uh, that means they have some type of uh, indication that Giannis is probably going to sign the extension because if you're sitting back and, and you're Giannis's agent and Giannis, let's just say Giannis says, I want to go to the Heat next year. Well, you're probably going to advise the Heat of saying, hey, you know, <laughs> let's hold <laughs> off on the BAM thing. We want to make this team the, you know, the best that it can be for Giannis to sign. So uh, let's hold off. BAM's my client too. And you can get them both next summer. So I think this does show a- another indication. I already thought once they made the Drew Holiday thing, I think Giannis yeah. was going to be signed anyway. I think this is just another uh, tea leaf, if we want to say that Giannis is probably going to sign that extension soon. Yeah, I think this is one of two things, right? I think it's either that. So they know that Giannis is staying, and so they gave the Heat a heads up. Like, go ahead and take care of that BAM thing because Giannis isn't going anywhere, right? Yeah. Uh, or and, and maybe he didn't. Maybe the agent didn't even say this to the Heat, but they, he told it through BAM and you know however back channels he can get there. Uh, so it's either that or he just like the Heat gave BAM this you know this extension early so that they can then. Uh, so that's like a you know. They gave him props, like to prop up the agent, right? Like, oh, we'll do this for Bam for one of your other clients, so that you now talk up Miami for Giannis, right? I think that it could be yeah. one of those things too. That's like one of these, like, well, you know, like uh, grease your elbows. What's the what's the, <laughs> grease your palms? <laughs> That's my head to toe. Is grease your elbows? We'll grease your elbow if you grease ours. <laughs> That's my head to toe. That's my head to toe phrase now. But yeah, I think it's one of those two scenarios. So the Heat are not out of this. You know, it's the Mavericks and the Heat, and then maybe the th- maybe the the Raptors, if it comes down to it. But yeah, I think my thinking is it's the Bucks now. It seems like I talked to Kane Pittman, who hosts Locked On Bucks, and he's like, "Yeah, we're not nervous about it or anything." I mean, obviously, it's it, the whole Giannis extension is hanging over the heads of everybody. But even though the extension for Giannis hasn't happened yet, we're not nervous about it as you know something because they they did get better. They got Drew Holiday and. I will uh, add we'll to your point else. that you, you said a while ago that it could mean more to Giannis about Bam getting the extension. The Miami Herald furthers your point a little bit 
in that in that same story today saying a source who knows Antetokounmpo well well said that he would be more impressed by the heat giving Adebayo the extension now than asking Adebayo to wait a year. Um and I didn't know that, said. so I'm smart. Uh yeah, <laughs> so you are smart except for your Lakers fandom. But I we're going to, you know, yeah, as a Mavericks fan being linked to Giannis and everything, we're going to follow this Giannis story. It's part of it. Yeah, if you're annoyed but, at this, we're going to keep talking about it. I'm sorry. It's just, yeah, and it's but we have stressed so much that that cap space. There are so many other things you can do outside of Giannis. If Giannis signs the extension tomorrow or on Thanksgiving Day or whatever it is, there's still going to be a plethora of different options. Uh, whether it's trade or free agents that summer, the time fl- the timeline is real. I mean, before Lucas signs that extension, for sure. But they've created the flexibility with this current roster and cap space that we can entertain different options and stuff. And you know Dallas is going to be really aggressive with that. Yeah, and coming up this week, we're going to get into some more about that. We're going to do a whole podcast, I think, about you know what options the Mavericks can have without, you know, if Giannis does sign that Supermax at some point. I think that's something that we need to talk about because, you know, the Mavericks have basically made all their moves via trade, right? Porzingis is a trade. Luca was a trade. Yeah. You know, something like Josh Richardson was a trade. A lot of these guys have been trades. And so, uh, Jalen Brunson or uh, Tyrell Terry came via a trade. You know, like a lot of these guys have come via a trade. And so I think they signed Harrison Barnes. (laughs) A lot of these guys have come via a trade. And so I think that that could be a big route for them. If even if, you know, Giannis doesn't just straight up sign with them. So, all right, coming up, let's talk about the Western Conference and how it stacks up, where the Mavericks are now that everything has changed. We talked about a bunch of teams we were interested yesterday. So if you didn't listen to that show, go check out that. And uh, yeah, we'll talk about that coming up. All right, Isaac, let's get into the Western Conference. But before we do, if you guys want to get smart basketball talk, it starts with listening to Hollinger and Duncan podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, NBA analytics pioneer and front office insider John Hollinger. He literally created PER. So if you want to hear him talk about that, he created another thing. It was Borg or something. I didn't like that one as much as PER, but he's he's trying different stuff. He joins Dunk Don podcast host Nate Duncan to bring you scouting reports, game breakdowns, and salary cap analysis. Subscribe to Hollinger and Duncan today wherever you get your podcasts. All right. We should create a stat. (laughs) We should create a stat? Lucas. How many Lucas? Mm. Or how many? uh, No, it needs to be after Satnam Singh. How many Satnams? 10 Satnams. Shout out to the Satnam. 10.5 Satnams. Um, okay, so the Western Conference. Let's talk about where the Mavericks stack up because we talked yesterday about a bunch of these different teams and how they improved. You know, Phoenix has been a team that is greatly improved. Portland, I think, we thought had a really good offseason. Mm. Subtly, I think both the Lakers and the Clippers kind of improved their teams in different ways. Yeah. Um, Denver is kind of a team that maybe took a step back. Houston either slightly improved or took a step back. I mean, it just depends on what time of, like. I'm so confused by that, uh, by Houston. Depends on, like, what Harden's mood ring says, basically. Yeah, but, like, they traded Covington, and I'm like, well, who the crap's going to guard people? And then I was listening to, you know, the Windhorse pod, and, you know, Ramona's on there saying, yeah, she doesn't think P.J. Tucker's going to be on that team, you know, at the beginning of the season either. I'm like, well, if they freaking trade Tucker, (laughs) too, then who else? I mean, who do they literally have to guard people? So, I'm and obviously we don't know what happens with Russ and Harden when it's very clear that they both won out. I mean, that was the most like yeah. <laughs> clearest thing ever. And now they're just going to like erase that from everyone's memories. And 
and say, let's do this. Yeah. And we all wrote them off, right? I think everyone was writing them off and saying, oh, that's why Phoenix is definitely a playoff team because the, the Thunder and the Rockets are out. I don't think that's necessarily the case anymore. Yeah. If they're just going to run it back, uh, you know, Jackson Gatlin has been talking about, it seems like they're just going to go into the season with both those guys unless something crazy happens. So Now I will say... Poor Steven Silas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is worse. I feel this is really worse than them blowing now. it up for him. It, yes. Jeez. Uh, Utah, we think either slightly got better or just stayed stayed the same, and and they'll have you know Boyan Bogdanovich. That's the thing. They were a, a buzzer beating shot from Mike Conley that went in and out from yeah. beating Denver and yeah. going to the next you know next round in the playoffs in a game seven, and they didn't have Bogdanovich. Who is you know hurt and what an 18, 20 point a game score and yeah. stretch stretch four basically. He was they, huge for their team dynamic. Like he massive. changed everything for them. Yeah, and and they added favors and stuff. So I they're a team that I don't think anybody's talking about, but they're they're just running it back. And the team they're running it back with is good. You know who's talking about them is my is my boss, our boss, David Locke. David Locke. Uh, yeah, Utah, Golden State, they're definitely going to be better than last year. I mean, I, that's the only mm-hmm. thing definitively I can say about them. They're definitely going to be better. Uh, so where do we think the Mavericks stack up? Like right now, how many teams are better than the Mavericks for sure? And we're not saying talent, like not who has more talent, right? That kind of got misconstrued yeah. when we were talking about the Suns yesterday. But who is a better team? I think both the L.A. teams, I think we established that yesterday. So I don't think we have to talk about them anymore. I think they'll be 1-2 in the in the West if... I did tears. Unless, of course... <laughs> You you and your tears for fears. Uh, okay, give me your tears. All right, in tier one, I have the Lakers, Clippers, and Blazers. You're so high on the Blazers, man. I just I love their team. I, I think I, I think they did everything. So I did a I did uh, you know a post about them listening to Locked On Blazers today. And uh, there, by the way, there's a reason why I'm listening to all these Locked On shows. I'll talk about it in a in a little in a little bit of time. So if you guys are interested, like why is Nick always talking about Locked On shows? He's like a such a shill for Locked On. I'll, I'll tell you why. <laughs> Um, company man and they so they added you know a couple young like Harry Giles and a couple young players they have this like really interesting young core behind their their starters right they have you know Damon Lillard uh, uh, not Dame Lillard Dame Lillard and CJ McCollum then they have you know Nurkic they have CJ they have uh, Robert Covington and then they have this like young core of like Zach Collins, Anthony Simons, Gary Trent Jr., Nas Little, Harry Giles. Now, like they've added some of these in- like really interesting young pieces that I yeah. think are it's kind of sneaky that they have this like veteran group and then they have this really young group too, while still having some like vets too that's in your rotation like Melo, Derek Jones Jr., Rodney Hood. Derek Jones Jr. is also in that young group too. Yeah, that it's not he's twenty three. Just- that's wild. I know. That it's not, that it's not just like vets as your starters, and then your whole bench is a bunch of teenagers. It's yeah. not that. It's like they. I just love how they Cantor. built their team, and yeah. And I, I think, I think this is the best team Lillard's had, and I'm putting them up there. Yeah, and and health will will be a big thing, right? They should have been up there this year, but they had so many injuries. So anyway, what's yeah. the rest of your tiers? Uh, well, this tier two, that's where I have the Mavs, Nuggets, mm-hmm. Rockets, mm-hmm. and Jazz. Mm-hmm. And I just have those four teams together. I just and don't know the Rockets. Yeah, what? And that's the thing. I mean, obviously they trade one of those guys. They moved down, but um, Denver. I, we didn't. We I almost used them as one of my teams yesterday. We talked about. We went like kind of emphasized some teams on yesterday's pod. So if you didn't listen yesterday, go back to yesterday. But I almost used Denver as one of my teams because they lost Jeremy Grant and Torrey Craig and Mason Plumley, three guys that played a lot of basketball for them. And especially defensively with Jeremy Grant and Torrey Craig, 
I thought that, I mean, I think they lost a, a good chunk of their defensive like makeup of their team. Yeah. And I think they're putting a lot on Michael Porter Jr.'s shoulders. And I don't know, I guess, you know, other people are like way higher on him than, than I am, but I don't think that they got better this past week. Yeah. And I don't think Denver fans think that either. They had an emergency pod when Jeremy Grant signed to the Pistons and we're talking about that. Um, yeah, I think they, they lost a lot with that because all of Jeremy Grant's minutes are probably going to go to Michael Porter Jr. now. And that's a huge yeah. downgrade defensively. That's an upgrade offensively for sure. But def- defensively, you're taking a huge step back. Paul Millsap's going to have to play a lot for them. Jermichael Green's going to have to play a lot for them. I mean, that, that's not a step forward in that in that direction. So uh, you could still get some improvement from Jamal Murray, from Jokic. Like if Jamal Murray is the same point guard he was in the bubble, I mean, like end it. They're in tier one. You know, like he was yeah. so, he was so good. He was like all NBA type player in, in the bubble. But yeah, I think that next tier is correct. I think um, whatever happens to Houston, I think there could be a situation where Houston becomes that 20, I think 2015, 16. Which is like the one year since Harden's been in Houston that he wasn't first team All NBA. He didn't make it All NBA team at all because mm-hmm. they were like a forty-one and forty-one team, and he had all the same stats, but they just weren't a good team. I mean, he just wasn't contributing to basketball. And so, yeah, I think it could be that kind of situation for them. But I think he might be too good at this point, you know. To but that yeah. was that was not even that long ago, 2015-16. They had Dwight Howard then. I don't know, but yeah, that's the thing about these four teams in this tier. It's like they all have these stars on their team. I mean, obviously Dallas has Luca and KP and Houston for now has those two guys and Utah has Mitchell and Gobert and Denver, Murray and Jokic. Like, so it's like, they're all in this tier there. And if Dallas didn't make the Josh Richardson trade and they just ran it back, because I think the Richardson trade, it like kept them where kept them in this tier. It was more, sometimes it's not about just adding to your roster to make you move up. It's about what other teams do in your conference and you got to add to your roster to keep you where you are. Mm -hmm. So uh, I think them adding Richardson kept them in this tier for me. Now this tier, tier, if they beat the teams in this tier for me, that means they're a four seed, but the last team in this tier is also a seven seed. So right now, I think if we're looking at Dallas, I think Dallas's range is anywhere from four to seven. Which is kind of what it was this year, right? I mean, they had, like, it was so close between some of those teams, um, you know, right through that tier, right? Like, the Mavericks were, like, right yeah. in there. There's certain points of the season where we were like, oh, could they be, you know, fifth, <laughs> right? Like, we were saying, like, yeah. even to the last week of the season, they could be there. So, that that tracks with that last year. What's your next tier after that? So, you have you have seven teams now. So, these teams are, like, yeah. in the play-in, basically. So, these I only have two teams in the next tier, and that's the Suns and Warriors. Yeah. And... I just, I mean, yeah, we talked about the Suns yesterday. Nick put it on a graphic and put it on Twitter. And <laughs> you shared it. It's not not pocket, just me. <laughs> a pocket of Suns fans found it, and then it was just fun from there. And everybody's like bookmarked. I'm like, guys, if y'all want to bookmark this tweet, if y'all have nothing else in your life to think about, <laughs> then you know what? Six, eight months from now, then this one tweet about what we talked about on the podcast about saying seven or eight teams could be better than the Suns. But anyway, shout out to um, our guy though. We have a we have a, a stand. We have one fan that that. that like steps up for us, Dude, and that's, that's he was like Jon Snow on Game of Thrones. He, he <laughs> stood in front of the army and pulled out the sword and said, "I'll I'll take you all on." Holler, at, holler to Steve Holler. He's the he's our guy that listens to the pod. He's a Suns fan slash Mavs fan, and shout out to Steve. He was defending us. We appreciate. I got Steve. Let's go. <laughs> um, and then I mean I just don't know what to do with the Warriors. I with I Clay, I had him as my title favorites. Without Clay, I do. I don't think. Losing Clay just takes him, you know, puts him in the lottery. I think some people are underestimating how good Steph Curry can still be. And Draymond. And, uh, yes. And I think 
in a world weird world, what does Steph look like with like a competent team around him and he's just unleashed and it's like go shoot the ball a million times a game and yeah, is he forty points a game? I don't know. I'm just I'm super excited about it and I'll I'll watch them anytime they're on TV. Yeah, and yeah, their spacing's going to be all kinds of weird because the front court is is Draymond yes. and James Wiseman and Kelly Oubre who's like a decent three point shooter, but he's not Clay. And then it's Wiggins, <laughs> you know. That, yeah, their their spacing's going to be all they're kinds big, of weird. They're a big trade away too because they have the mini pick next year. Yeah. They have Wiseman now, and now they Minnesota, have these like, the Minnesota pick. It's not like a small pick. <laughs> well, what did I say? You said a mini pick. I just want to. Oh. I just want to make it clear. <laughs> yes, yes. Uh, Wiseman, the Minnesota pick. They have the contract, you know, of, of Kelly Oubre, and so like if somebody comes available, they have a decent package to go grab somebody big. Yeah, and now they make more sense for Bradley Beal, right? Before it was like, ah, I don't know yeah. if that that super makes sense, but. Now it definitely does. So, are you done with tiers then? Did, are you well, after continue? that, I just had the Grizzlies, Minnesota, New Orleans in a tier, and then the bottom tier, Kings, Spurs, Thunder. Oh, you put the Spurs in the bottom. They still yeah, have those I, two guys. They still done. have DeRozan and DeRozan and Aldridge. Uh, yeah, I just, no, I'm sorry, I'm just done with them. I know. I'm so glad we don't <laughs> I think, have to talk I think about they're them. traded at some point. I mean, I thought DeRozan would be traded by now already. Well, there's I all those Lakers of, rumors about him. That's true. That's the scary thing about the Lakers, too, that they kept Kuzma, who is, I guess, an asset to trade. And then, you know, they have a contract like Schroeder. They have Harrell. Like, they have contracts now and decent players to actually put a package together for somebody yeah. else, too. They can't trade Harrell. You know, it was December. Now now I don't know when the date is. <laughs> like, at Let's some point during the Yeah, at some point during the season. But, yeah, interesting. So, the Mavericks, anywhere from four to seven, it feels like. Uh, I, think so, yeah. I, I would put I would put Portland in that second tier though. I would put Mavericks anywhere from three to seven. I think, you know, okay. I don't think that Phoenix or Golden State can jump up ahead of them. Uh, Phoenix, everything has to go so right for them, and you know, all everything has to fit right for them. And I, I just don't know if that team is ready to do that. We talked about that yesterday, but yeah, Portland I would put in the same category as Dallas. Um, yeah, man, and KP's KP's health is it's all going to come down to that. This year, like Luca can raise their ceiling, but KP has to raise their floor. Or Luca raises the floor, but KP raises the ceiling. I think that's what this team this year is about. Yeah, I think everything rests on KP. And if you, if you get reminder, you're, some of you are seeing like win totals right now being thrown out. Reminder, there's 72 games, so yeah. some of these win totals, it's like oh, 49. It's like well, that's kind of weird. And but there's 10 less games, and but you know if KP plays 60 of those 72 games. I mean, let's go. Sign me up. But, I mean, the biggest thing is them getting into the playoffs and then they stay healthy. We've seen it last year. It's like everybody walked out of that series saying, what if they were healthy? Could they have beat the number two seed Clippers? It didn't matter about seeds at that point. So get them to the playoffs, make sure they're healthy then. And we've learned from either, I think it was Tim Cato, but it could have been Brad Townsend, that the Mavericks are going to rest KP and probably Dwight Powell you know, on different different points during the season. So that they're already built in. So that's some built-in missed games for KP as well that we're going to be looking for, um, you know, not just the beginning of the season. Yeah, and, and they can still tinker with the roster. And yep. if this roster is fully healthy going into the playoffs, I'm – Yes, I'm smiling ear to ear saying I'm ready for whoever they face. Oh, can they be fully healthy? Please. That would just be <laughs> oh, so great. I would just love that so much. Beat the Lakers. I don't care. Just do it. I'm in. B-O-A. I'm all in. Guys, we will be back 
tomorrow talking more about the Mavericks. We will be back. Actually, tomorrow's Thanksgiving if you're listening to this on Wednesday. So happy Thanksgiving hey. to everybody. And we'll be back on another show. We'll be back on Friday with our show about you know, the new additions. Stick with us and listen to it. Guys, thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Mavs. Peace out. Boom. Barney, don't speak mean to him. Reason with him. Okay. Now, Bam Bam, you mustn't hit anything with your... Ouch! Hey, let go of my finger! Barney, are you all right? Yeah. <laughs> well, now I know how he got the name of Bam Bam. <laughs> He's all muscle. <laughs>